I believe there's a hero in all of us. You have great powers, only some of which you have yet discovered. I'm a superhero, ma. A real-life superhero. The world needs extraordinary. We'll make you a superhero. Are you ready to become a hero? Initiating surprise in three. This two is one. The Real Brian Show. Would you like them in a house? Would you like them with a mouse? I love my green eggs and ham. I love them, Sam. I am. Did you just say grenades and ham? As in grenades, like boom. Try them. Try them and you may. Try them. And let's rock it, I say. What are you talking about? Grenades and ham, we say. You may like them. You'll see. Try them gaming with me. Well, us. Great job, Dr. Seuss. You just totally broke the rhyme, man. That's Dr. Rob Dog. That's Dr. You guys Rob are, Dog. Guys yeah. are total nerds. Dude, <laughs> did you did you know that Dr. Seuss invented the word nerd? I didn't. You didn't? Did you know this? No. Rob Dog? I didn't. I didn't. Let's uh, go into some history. Okay, here. well, check it out. So uh, this is from one of his, you know, famous works. A boy named Gerald McGrew made a large number of delightfully extravagant claims as to what he would do. If he were in charge at the zoo, among these was that he would bring a creature known as a nerd from the land of Katru. Booyah. How's that for you? He invented the word nerd. Cool. The original nerd. I looked it up. Yeah. I looked it up and on Wikipedia and it, and it confirms your statement. And uh, in 1950, he wrote that. Wow. And by 1960, it had become common slang throughout the Western <laughs> world. Isn't that awesome? I guess my question is, weird? when why, did nerds become... Yeah. When did nerds become a bad know? thing? No, no, no. Nerds like the actual candy. When, when did those oh. come into being? Oh, well, I think that was more. I don't know. That's a good question. I'd just be curious. Hmm. Well, there What's you go. The so a little history lesson there. Greenades and ham. Yeah. I'm hungry so, now. I know. I, I so <laughs> this is where it came up. Uh, Dr. Rob Drobdog and I were Drobdog, with Drobdog yeah, yeah, now. Get it right. Yeah. yeah, we were playing some Xbox and I think, oh, we were playing Halo. We were going back through the Master Chief Collection, which is the you know, redone with new graphics, blah, 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 which by the way, I'm in the beta test program now for the 4k graphics. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. we both are. So we were going back and like, let's have some old school feels and play the original halo with the new graphics. And I was like, I need some green aids. I need to go pick up some green aids, you know, because I was running out of grenades and you're just like green aids, like green aids and ham. I said, Hmm, that sounds good. I'll have that. Yeah. <laughs> I wish they do that with more games, more older games, like the studios that did them just throw a new engine at them. I know it's yeah. not that simple, but but it'd be so cool if you could pick up a bunch of old like 1990s computer games or, or uh, console games and with brand new like state of the art that would be graphics awesome. engines applied. Wouldn't that be neat? I think they're doing it with a few though. Yeah. I mean, with emulators nowadays, you can get those old games from the nineties, you know, and upscale right. them and do that. So it's, it's really cool to see them in that form. However, you know, I don't know. I'm a little nostalgic for a CRT TV every now and then you know, <laughs> plug in the, the, the SNES, you know, or heck even the PS2, it just looks natural. I love eight bit graphics people. Okay. And the eight bit. Oh, you must be a Minecraft scan lines, oh, warp no, screens, can't. all that. Looks you know, great. I love nostalgia, but I, th- there's a, there's a line. Like Man. I just need to go back. Are you and, kidding? Me? I just need new stuff. Don't bash the CRT. You're gonna you're gonna regret <laughs> that. <laughs> you know, I've got this flat screen sitting right here. Should I just sell it and get an old school tube? 
Yeah. Put it right here on top, you know, yeah. probably you break the might, desk. You might be able to find one at a Goodwill. They usually have a shelf full of them, but yeah. that's the only place you're going to find one. Wow. But the the medical bills you're going to rack up carrying up the stairs, you know, that might, uh, that's that might exactly. defeat the purpose. <laughs> I know at the back, you know. So, okay, Captain Influence, welcome back. Meet Drob Dog. Drob Dog, meet Captain Influence officially. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Rob Dog. I'm Nero. Oh, he's in a mood today, huh? <laughs> Rob Dog here is like, so I, tell me a little bit about Captain Influence. So I have some, you know, background, and I can't really repeat what I said. It was highly inappropriate. But you nailed it. But I nailed it. I'm like, you know, he's a total chode, <laughs> and and so on. But I'm not gonna. No, I told him some very accurate things about you. That was truthful, Ooh. by the way. You didn't tell him too much, did you? No, I told you oh. accurate things about. Influence. Oh, okay. Sorry. I didn't tell influence anything about sorry. you. So I started you know. to sweat a little bit. What did you tell him? <laughs> <laughs> Just the Batman thing. <laughs> oh, yeah, but I heard everything. Oh, my gosh. oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh. oh, all the deep, dark stories. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This is going to be a crazy show. We talked about the smoke last last week. You know, I was going to say the last year, just because that's it's how long ago it seems. It's been a <laughs> feels, crazy feels week. Like it's been a year, right? Oh my gosh. So all the smoke. We had so many comments about. Oh my gosh, the smoke. It's crazy. And I didn't realize how many of us it was affecting. It's literally like the entire Western North American continent right now. Yeah. Should we go buy some military grade gas masks with full scale filtration systems so that we can just breathe? I mean, wouldn't that be yeah, kind of cool? But biohazard stickers on them. That'd be cool. People might get a little freaked out. Something I noticed too is that sleeping with a portable AC in the room. I tried this. I woke up all those days feeling completely rested. Wonderful. Then I'm like, ah, it's cool outside. I'm going to sleep with a fan in the window. I'm going to bring in all this smoky air. <laughs> feels so good. I can't wake up. I've been like <laughs> 30 minutes late every day, you know, on my alarm, just sleeping right through my alarm for 30 minutes, feeling super groggy all day. There's got to be something to this. You know, you're not getting pure oxygen to heal and restore your cells. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And I know other people are really struggling with it. So, you know what? That's okay. too bad. You have been moody lately, so it's been... I know. I know. I'm sorry. It's, you know, that time of the year. Get it. The smoke. (laughs) (laughs) The stupid fires. Uh, I just thought of something. Why do we call it North and South America? You know what I'm saying? Like, continent-wise? And we're called Americans, but Canadians are called Canadians and not Americans as well. And why are we called Americans and not like United Statesians or something? I mean, you know what I'm talking about? United Statisticians. And the first part of your question is obvious. The second part is, I think it's just, you know... History is written by the victors, type of thing, you know. America, so us Americans. Well, how, how is it obvious though? It's like dominant throughout the last. If we're all North so. Americans, why aren't we just called Americans? And then underneath, we're called Statesians or Statisticians or whatever you want to call well, it versus is, Canadians. What I've noticed is everybody else calls us Americans. I just say I'm from the U.S. You know. And they're like, oh, you're American. Oh, yeah, oh you're, we're we're but, going to America. I don't know. I think it just but stems if you're a Canadian, from Canadian. You're American, technically. Yeah. Right. I, I technically, yeah, but <laughs> it's it's just this weird colloquial thing that everyone follows for some reason. Yeah, that's what I don't get. It, I mean, it just occurred to me. I was like, I'm sure it's not the first time someone's thought of this, but I'm just like, what the heck? Obviously, and if you're from Colombia, you're Colombian. If you're from Brazil, you're Brazilian. If you're from Mexico, you're Mexican. But why are but we American then? It's just the, <laughs> it's just the it's just the stamp that some monkeys placed on ourselves, and it's just stuck. Because so we're, we're awesome. We're egotistical. Know. Is that why? Like we I get to be Americans. It, it may <laughs> have started that way. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm just curious. Okay. Well, shout out to Martin the Flash all the way up in northern North America. Since we can't call you Canadian, 
Yes, we can. <laughs> no, we're going with will. this. Northern North America. I'm going to call him Canadian. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> Canadian? Canadian. Canadian? Yeah. How about Americadian? Yeah, sure. How about that? that? We'll be a. Uh, we'll just Ameri- make up new terms and see if they stick, right? America. American. <laughs> American. Ameristatian. He'll be Americadian. I like this. All right. Amerinadian. I have no clue. He's, <laughs> he's a marinating. <laughs> he's marinating. He's marinating. Um, hey. <laughs> okay. I want to shout out to Cybercast. That's his show, by the way. Great show. If you've never listened to it, cybercast.ca. Anyway, Martin graciously asked me to join him for an entire episode discussing Star Trek The Next Generation. Nerds. Ooh. Dude, it was so much fun, man. Nerds. You have to have Ariel on if you're going to do that. <laughs> she is a nerd. It's Ariel. awesome. <laughs> she's my uh, wife. Yeah. Uh, and she's. Oh, a, I thought you meant the Disney character. I'm well, sorry. she basically is. But uh, <laughs> that too. She's a princess. Yeah, she she's a princess uh, named Ariel. Big fan of Disney. In fact, Disney is a topic which frequently comes up. Heck, it might come up today again. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> It'll probably come up in the future. At least. Just kidding. I but she is a big Star Trek Next Generation <laughs> fan. Yeah, I have, I have a Disney joke. And this one is courtesy of seven blue seven, by the okay. way, if you have not been a part of the Facebook group, which I know you're not, neither one of you are because you guys aren't on Facebook. Uh, she, she is. Oh, that's true. So, so uh, Ariel's I'll, already told you this. I'll joke, tell her. But, I'll tell her. Yeah, no, she's heard this one, but okay. his, his joke was what is star Wars greatest arch enemy? Disney. Disney. <laughs> and of course the Disney <laughs> fans were like, Oh, I mean, it's oh, so to the heart. To be fair, to yeah. be perfectly fair to Disney, you know, we all know, we all know my position and I, no, I know. we all know that Lucas, Lucas originally ruined his own series. I Disney know, know. just picked it up and they didn't do what they could have done with it. Yeah. And honestly, it they, was a joke and people got all up in arms. And so I posted a brave heart <laughs> picture saying, you know, brave heart going and saying, I'm going to pick a fight. I'm going to pick a fight. Going to pick a I fight. wanted to say, are you ready for a war? Because that's pretty much where that conversation was going. Yeah. Yeah. It was awesome it, though. Disney scooped up a big pile of poop and <laughs> threw it in a bigger pile of poop and then dumped oh, that pile of poop in a giant, <laughs> giant tub of ice You're cream. You're so negative right now. <laughs> this is, oh, should we talk about something more positive? I'm you just, just made everybody angry. Listen, I'm just feeling all like just tore it up right now. Come on. What the heck? I got to share something kind of cool. We have season tickets to CSU men's basketball and we wanted to get season tickets to the women's basketball over there as well because they're wonderful. And I got to say this, this is sad to me because this is just one of those issues of like, why is this not more quote equal? Women's tickets are so much cheaper, so much mm. Then the men's tickets. Why? They're the demand. Uh, you're right. The demand, but it's like these women are awesome to watch, man. Oh, I know. They're that, amazing. That doesn't matter with people. It's just the demand. It's, it's, it's too bad. It's, 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 it's just the people, demand. Yeah. I know. People it's, think it's when bad. they think sports, they think they, when they think some sports like basketball and football, yeah. well, football, obviously baseball, whatever. Yeah. They, their, their brains automatically go to men's sports. They just do. Yeah, I know. Well, tennis it's, it's different. Yeah, it's true. You know, Volleyball. And volleyball obviously yeah. is, is ruled by women, yeah. uh, which is awesome. You know, mm-hmm. softball, whatever. But I mean, it, it's it's wrong. It's not cool, but yeah. it is. That's well, why it's cheaper. It's too bad. But again, from a from a financial standpoint, it's awesome because we somehow don't get. I mean, I I don't understand this because you know we this is the first time we bought season tickets for them, and so the prior season ticket holders obviously get first choice on the seats and everything. Somehow we, we contacted this guy like a couple months ago. 
this rep over there. And he said, well, I've got uh, these three seats open. And we're thinking like, yeah, we'll take them. And he goes, oh, crap. Sorry. I can't give them to you yet. All of the previous season ticket owners have to choose all their seats first. We'll contact you in a couple months. And I'm like, oh, we're not going to get good seats now. <laughs> so he contacts us and he says, we're ready. We still have those three seats open. I'm like, what? Actually, Sarah talked to him, but I was shocked. Third row center court. Wow. You're like a movie star. I, I can't believe it. I'm just like, yeah, I, I feel like Paul Abdul right now. You're going to bring know? that fur coat. Huh? Yeah. Or, or, you know, I was walking with say, that cane. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> but, but to be honest, I mean, when I'm thinking about this, I'm putting myself in your shoes and go third row center court. That's cool. Awesome. But then immediately my brain goes, wait a minute. If I'm watching a basketball game, I want to be up a little higher so I can see what's going on. And people aren't in my way, you know, the, some of the players sure. aren't in the way of the action and stuff like that. I mean, I know it, there's a, a status thing with having seats close to the court. It makes people, more practical sense to be up higher. I See, and I don't agree personally because um, I've, huh. I've sat low and I love it. But that's because okay. I play basketball. So for me, I actually prefer to be at court level because that's how I play and that's how I see it. Uh, you know, sitting up higher, it's like, yeah, I mean, you're right. You can see the court a little better, but you can't see the expressions. You can't hear what they're saying and what they're talking we're True. like right next to the the bench too. So we get to hear them all talking to each other and the coach is talking and you're, you're more right. in the actual action than you are up top. But here's the thing. So our friend Analicious is joining us, which she needs to make an appearance on the show sometime because you, you know, Analicious, <laughs> Rob I Dog, do, you know? yeah. and you know, her parents, uh, mother and fatherlicious, motherlicious <laughs> and fatherlicious were both like, well, mamalicious. We, yeah, mamalicious. Oh yeah. We want to sit up high for the exact same reason that you just said influence. Right. And I that totally makes sense. understand. You've that. sold me though. You've sold me because I hadn't thought of all the things you just said. Sure. And now that makes so now I I agree with you. Well, dang it! I didn't mean to give away my secret. Now I'm going to be in competition next year for the best seats. Mm-hmm. No, Tony, you're right. You're right. No, trust me. Everybody needs to sit higher. Everybody, just go up high. <laughs> it's better. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! I'm excited. We need to hear another Molinator Dennis story. Please. Uh, yes. I know Captain <laughs> Influence has been like chomping at I the love, bit. No I love intended. hearing those stories. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see here. He's so excited. Uh, and he just can't hide it. Like I said, I need to make more. Members like, don't <laughs> don't make any more. No. So you know, I told somebody that and they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, you didn't get it. <laughs> he needs to make more stories. <laughs> That's not a good thing. <laughs> there are some times where it's just something happens with the personality that you're dealing with, you know, and it comes out of nowhere. But, um, you know, you deal with a lot of different types of personalities, a lot of different age groups. And I think a lot of times dealing with the elderly can be, it's very rewarding, but it can also present itself with a lot of unexpected results. And so, sure. you know, you always get those, those patients who have something wrong, but they're old, they're ornery and they have to get their kids to bring them in, you know, in order to get the problem solved, you know, in order to kind of, you know, hold them down per se, you know, that type of thing. <laughs> so, um, but anyway, they, yeah. So there was this old woman, she had uh, some infection on the upper left and her upper left teeth. There was quite a bit of decay up there. Bring her in, you know, and she's doesn't want to be here. She makes it very explicit. The minute she goes through the door, she does not want to be here, but her son or daughter are bringing her in, you know, and she, she's also in a wheelchair. So we have to transfer her to a regular chair. We get her in and, you know, give her the shots and she's not too happy about that but at least she stays open so that's that's good we end up taking out a few teeth luckily they were so far gone they came out relatively quickly and (laughs) (laughs) i have heard that sound before Uh, it didn't happen with this it was more like but anyway yeah i've heard that before (laughs) that type of thing but anyway so it, it went relatively okay you know and i think she wasn't expecting that i would get it out and uh she's like oh 
that was so good. You're so handsome. And she kind of reaches up through my mask and starts stroking my beard. And she's like, you're so handsome. You're good. You know, she starts saying that. I'm just like, uh, it just comes out of nowhere. Again, I I'm, I'm still have a bloody. Yeah, it was just, it was bizarre. It was very bizarre. Was it, was I'm like, is that an OSHA violation? <laughs> <laughs> was there nitrous involved? Because no, like no, this was uh, this was sans nitrous. <laughs> Weird. So it was just she was a little older on on some meds, you know that type of thing, and uh, you huh. know, but uh, you know, yeah, you're you such just, a handsome boy. But that's yeah, mm, your so beard anyway. soft. She she smiled, so I can't argue with that. But it was yeah. still strange having your your, your beard I, stroke. I feel like people get older and they sort of just don't care. What other people think oh, of them, oh, which, yeah. by the way, is a good thing yeah. to an extent, <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, to yeah, to an extent. So I, I and I think they just kind of yeah. say, ah, oh, there's nothing creepy about this. I'm, you know, four times your age or whatever the case may be. I mean, not really, probably more like two or three times, but you know what I mean? And they're just like, whatever. They yeah. just don't. Oh, I just want to stroke his beard. Yeah. You know what well, I mean? And just whatever. I just want to say, I just want to say Rob Dog, Dr. Rob Dog. Drop Dog. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say, Drop Dog, cool story, cool story, bro. But cool story. you can do better than that. I probably can. That was ne- a real next story, time, though. Next, I know, but next time I want to make like, you need a to horror make a story. story is that, see, that's what I got to be careful about. Yes. Yeah, he's got to be suit because we like, he shared some with patient, me. You had a patient with the most amazingly horrible halitosis that you were oh. puking in your mask Rout, rat and your hygienist was projectile vomiting all over all the equipment. <laughs> Rachel, <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you though, I, he shared some stories with me, and even I've said you probably shouldn't share those on the air because it could be a slight patient confidentiality issue. Or I understand. Th- so yeah, there are some really good stories well, that we yeah, just can't really. Yeah, but broadcast. you're never gonna drop names. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, mean, I, I, that, that would, uh, that would be bad. Yeah. So well, yeah, of course. Would it? Would it be an issue of like? Would it fall back to the the practice? No, no. Okay, I mean, then share them. again. Uh, <laughs> share all of them. Well, I mean, there there are those really f- funny ones when when a person walks through the door and you can immediately smell them, and then they're like, "I think I have a loose tooth." And as they're talking, they're like, "I think I have a loose tooth," and their their tooth is wiggling because it's it's in the front, you know, as they're talking. And like, yeah, it's, I can see it. it's wiggling right there, you know, and we could smell you down the hall. So meth mouth, meth. Yeah. Maybe. Or just Peridonal disease. Yeah, well, yeah, or, or too much soda. <laughs> too much soda, man. Yeah, or smoking. I, it was so funny. There's right all after sorts of factors. Right after you talk about the, you know, the Mountain Dew and the stuff like that. Yeah. I meet a guy who's like, yeah, I drink, you know, multiple Mountain Dews a day. And he's older, too. Yeah. Like, not like a kid kind of thing. And yeah, that's my favorite drink. And I'm thinking like, oh, dude, don't. No, no. I mean, I love Mountain Dew, too, but I don't drink it anymore. Dude, I, I got really cool news about an uh, upcoming movie that I wanted to share with you guys. Okay. Do you remember the novel Dune by Frank oh, Herbert? Heck yes, I do. Mm-hmm. Which is the, even the original which, movie. <laughs> right. Well, which, by the way, is if you go, if you search uh, number one or top or best science fiction novels of all time on the internet, you Google that. Every list, you're going to have hundreds of lists, right? Different people have their different lists about uh, what they think is the top 10 or top 50 or whatever. Sure. Dune is always the number one book. Interesting. In their lists. It's weird. It's so I mean, it's unique, not, to me, it's not weird, but it's it's just interesting that everyone agrees that that's the number one sci-fi book ever yeah. written. It's then so you good. have all everyone's ever, all over the place after that. Yeah. So back in what eighty two, David Lynch mm-hmm. did his mm-hmm. version of made the movie. It was way back. Um, 
Yeah, and it was very odd. I, you know, I'm a huge fan of the novel. I've read it many times, mm-hmm. and I've read the first three many times. There's six novels in the series. After the third one, it got a little weird for me, and I didn't. That's what I reading hear it. from every single person that's read them. Is yeah. yeah, the first one's good, and then it starts to go downhill. The first three are really good. The first okay. two are really, really good. The third one is good, like until halfway through, and then it starts getting weird. Okay, um, so read two first two. All right. So David Lynch did his his cult classic Dune from yeah, the early I 80s. I loved it. With Sting. Yeah. And, <laughs> it's horribly awesome. <laughs> Patrick Stewart's yeah, in and it. I, and Patrick oh, yeah. Stewart yeah, and, right. and several other famous actors are in it. So it kind of loosely followed the book. Then in 2000, Sci-Fi Channel did uh, a miniseries yeah. of it. It was okay. And then also did their Children of Dune miniseries follow-up. Yep. And those two series, believe it or not, those two series followed the first three books really closely nice like they did a fantastic job it was a kind of a weird style they did it in like it was almost like the the first one they did in almost a like a a theatrical style Mm -hmm. like it's like you were watching a play of the movie in my opinion i thought it was really really good i own it and then the second you know the children of dune took was basically this the second and third books combined uh anyway the exciting news is is that dennis villeneuve who we know did arrival and the blade runner Mm -hmm. he is remaking the movie supposedly nice. in 2019, although I, you know, if wow. I know Hollywood, it'll probably be 2020 or 2021 before it actually gets comes out. But, but he is remaking the movie, and it's going to be probably at least two movies. Oh, and nice. I'm super excited because cool. I, yeah. I like his work, and I want to see how what he does with the classic novel. With his ability to do such a good job with Blade Runner, which you know I know some people didn't like Blade Runner at all, but I think he did such an amazing job with 2049. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. if he can do that same style, I mean, true to the book, yes, but kind of almost keep it that 80s style that they did with the original Dune even. I think that would be yeah. kind of unique, you know, maybe well, maybe not. Maybe it'd be terrible, but I I just want Alia <laughs> to come back and be like, come closer, Baron. Yes. <laughs> I, I think one of the cool things with with him as in, in the director helm is he really stays close to the original source material. Obviously Blade Runner was based off a book, but he was really inspired to make a sequel to the original movie. Yeah. And not everybody likes, you know, the original Blade Runner. I love it. Mm-hmm. I think it's an incredible piece of work, especially as they've kind of remastered it. You know, there's all sorts of versions mm-hmm. of it. Everybody has their own, their version. I like the director's cut, but um, or, or the, the final cut is that what it's called? Yeah. The, there's the, so many of them. Yeah. There's so many of the, yeah. the, the final cut, but you know, he stayed really close to that. And so, you know, I think he'll honor the original Dune as well. If uh, given, I just given his track record, I just hope mm. that he follows the book as closely as the Sci-Fi Channel did with their rendition. If he cool. does yeah. and puts his own style cool. and throws Hollywood money at it, I can't imagine it'll be bad. The book is phenomenal. Yeah. So I need to go back and rewatch that Sci-Fi edition. I, you know, honestly, now that you mentioned it, I think that's what that's why I didn't finish it. I didn't like it because I don't like that play feel that style yeah, yeah i don't like that style so i just was like oh this is terrible <laughs> even though <laughs> it was close to the story so hopefully he'll do a real cinematic approach yeah keep it close to the books make oh it yeah he will he will definitely do a cinematic approach yeah. and that's it needs that well okay so it's kind of funny because you look back at like classic sci-fi books and starship troopers is one of them mm-hmm. you know i mean it was a phenomenal book i loved it the movie in 1997 was a complete joke but i mean i still i have <laughs> nostalgic memories about it that I love that movie personally. But I mean, if you look at it compared to the book, it's trash, but it's fun. (laughs) But if you look at the uh, series they did, they did an animated series called the uh, roughnecks chronicles. That was a lot closer to the books Mm -hmm. than any of the movies have ever gotten. Of course they still took liberties, but I really enjoyed that. The only thing that they could have done with that series was shorten the fighting. 
because it was like you have this amazing story in an episode because it was episodic. Great story. Oh, that's just like the book. It's a 20 minute episode, four minutes of story and, you know, 16 minutes of just shooting bugs. And I thought, so it's "Ah, Dragon Ball Z basically. Yeah. (laughs) And I mean, that's just that's the animated kind of approach. But I enjoyed that book. It was very unique for its time. Mm -hmm. How are you enjoying No Man's Sky right now? Captain Captain. I am still enjoying it. And I'm also I've been playing uh, on two nights a week with my two younger brothers. We've been playing old school EverQuest. Like, yeah, 1999 <laughs> EverQuest. Nice. Project 1999. Very well populous server that has been going on for years and years and years. And, and it's surprised. just the old, it's the ultimate grind. Wow. It is the ultimate waste of your time after a hard day. <laughs> See, that's yeah. what's so hard for me is I don't like to grind after working because to me it's like you would never want to touch project 99 yeah i mean like i want to go i mean gaming yeah i don't care about wasting my time a little bit and having relaxing and gaming and stuff but it's like i work all day grinding is more work why would i want to work all night people who like that type of gameplay they just want to after they've thought about stuff all day they want to let their mind just not think for a few hours and that's why they play those games it's cathartic is it though? It is. Yeah, it but is. what about green for eggs and ham and going and killing, you know, aliens? Like that's more fun. That for different people, yeah. It just yeah. It depends on who you are. It was there's uh, there's something out there for everybody. <laughs> that's true. Isn't that cool? There, Isn't there that is, cool? There. You know, it's funny. I remember I first heard of EverQuest when I was, I think it was back in two thousand one or two thousand two. Well, I knew this one guy, and he was talking. He was just like, "Oh man, I've been playing this game. It's called EverQuest." He's like, "Don't start playing it. It will, it will, it will <laughs> consume your life, and you won't. You'll, you'll just be up at the ends of hours. You'll be tired all the time, but because it's so mm-hmm. addictive." And I was just like, "What? What kind of game is it?" Because I I played video games at that time, obviously. And he's like, "It's it's an MMO." And I was like, "MMO?" Yeah, and what the he, hell? I was like, "It has to be multiplayer online." I'm like that won't catch on. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's stupid. Yeah, I mean, EverQuest I, wasn't I ate the my first. words very quickly, yes. especially as WoW came on board. Yeah, yeah EverQuest was not the first, but it was the first huge MMO. I think Ultimo was the first on. one, wasn't it? Ultimo was one of the first, yes. Yeah. Uh, it, it, arguably, maybe it might be the first, but there was one other that came around at that time that people might argue, but I forget what it was. Mm-hmm. EQ was the first really big one. Yeah, and I actually WoW. heard that Guild Wars was before WoW by like three months. Oh, really? Yeah, but I WoW caught on popularity a lot faster. Yeah, EverQuest 2 came out right before WoW did too, mm-hmm. but then WoW stole all sorts of people away from those games, and and, it, and yeah. it's still running. It's still WoW is still on top, and I'm really, I still like it, but I'm really, really, really wanting somebody to come out with the next big MMO. I mean, big with a capital B, <laughs> MMO. Do something completely different, something that, yes, it's an MMO, Make grind an option. Don't make mm-hmm. it a mandate. At the time, that was the formula uh, EverQuest established and, mm-hmm. and probably Ultima before it established yeah. that formula of grind and questing and grind and questing. Yeah. I think it was yeah. fun when I first started doing it. And actually, it was funny because this was when podcasts were fairly new. I would grind materials in World of Warcraft and I would listen to podcasts and I would learn yeah. so much because, you know, it's a like you said, you shut your brain off from the gaming standpoint. It's very much repetitious and you just kind of go do your thing. And I actually learn better when I am like hand eye coordinating. So if I'm sitting and listening to someone speak, I will catch maybe 10 to 20% of what they said. If I'm watching them, you know, it'll be a little bit more. If I am playing a mindless video game while listening to somebody, I'll retain over 80% of it. It's crazy. But then it was like, okay, 
you know, after about, I don't know, 10 years of that, I was like, okay, <laughs> I'm ready to do something else <laughs> with uh, no man's sky. It's, it's interesting because we're finding a lot of things to do in that game that they're not even really advertising, which is really mm-hmm. cool. But we found an editor, which I really like, by the way, mm-hmm. they do have a, a creative mode, which allows you to have unlimited resources and you just go be creative and you don't have to grind and, and collect things. The problem with that is that it also has unlimited fuel and other things. So when you're fighting people, you're pretty much, you know, invincible. So mm-hmm. I'm like, I want unlimited resources, but I don't want unlimited challenge. If that like I want yeah. challenge still, I still want. So the editor allows you to, I don't want to grind for resources tonight. So boom, here's all my stacks. I can just go build things. But if oh, I want to fight, I don't have to edit myself into, you know, supernatural. Yeah. Superpowered abilities. Like I can just be weak if I need to and, and have a challenge. So I, I kind of like that. Huh. And who cares if it's cheating? It's a game. It's a I'm not, I'm yeah, not competing. It doesn't matter. No, it's serious stuff. And then you can say, Oh, you know what? I'm a little too overpowered. I'll take myself down a notch. Mm-hmm. So you really, you, I kind of like that. I know some people just app. It's like sacrilegious, but for me, it's like having wow. a little bit of control in that is just, it's kind of fun once in a while, especially for a game sure. like that. You yeah. know, like I don't like the God modes in, in your first person games, you know, like if we were just invincible in halo, that would be, that would be no fun. Well, it's fun. I wouldn't I mean, mind. We're, 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 right, we're, we're playing on an alien. <laughs> I was going to say alien. I was, I was about to say I wouldn't mind invincibility in alien, but at the, but then I realized, wait, you wouldn't get the same adrenaline rush exactly. if you knew the alien couldn't hurt you. Exactly. So yeah. it's true. I have actually played games like that where I gave myself invincible powers. I'm like, this is really lame. I need the not the fear, like that, the suspense. I need the suspense and I need the adrenaline, like you said, to know like, hey, I, I, there's actually risk here, mm-hmm. which is another reason why okay. I like games like, you know, the Ghost Recon games where if they hit you correctly, one shot takes you out versus mm-hmm. like, you know, I've got a health bar that just goes down slowly after, you know, people just yeah. unload rounds into you. Yeah, yep. it's kind of fun once in a while, but sometimes you want that. Oh my gosh, I got to be really careful kind of yeah. thing. So ah. mm-hmm. anyway, interesting how what these fun. Games kind of come around. Yeah, I, I, I always remember the uh, the instant death with the Rainbow Six series back in the day, and that was right. It, oh, yeah. I, I was just coming out console games, which was very different. You know, yeah. you had have a, and, I, and I was like, oh, I'll try this Rainbow Six, and I kept dying, and I got so frustrated. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what is this? Is this PC gaming? And then, and, and then I played Half-Life, and, it, and everything was okay. So. Well, <laughs> but like you said, Tony, there's something for everyone, and I just, I yeah. love that. I love that. There was a great article that I read about the late David Bowie and you know how successful he was. I mean, he's iconic with his music and his art. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. His success, his secret, he played to an audience of one. The whole point was I play for myself. I create music for myself and I get into it so much that other people love it too. Yeah. Versus when he would try to please the crowd, please the audience, you know, well, what do you want? Well, I'll do this. Okay. I'll play that for you. And it would never be successful ever. I was just like, oh my gosh, I, I've never thought like that. I've always done this. I, I'm a people pleaser because I am an extroverted personality. I love this. And even with this show, that's what I've done from the beginning. Not intentionally, by the way. Uh, I really actually truly do care what people love. And, you know, I, I want this to impact people is what I'm trying to say. So I truly care about that. If this show doesn't impact anyone, then there's no purpose for the show. But if I'm trying to please other people rather than going, I need to do this because it's what I need to do or what I want to do. And I kind of took a step back and said, am I playing to an audience of one? I created these, what I'm calling like personal pillars of what I want out of life 
for lack of a better phrase. <laughs> it's not a very good phrase. And it's got some good alliteration though. Yeah, there you go. And it, it interestingly kind of ties in with the show. I want to be the real me. And so for me, like pillar number one is I want to be the real me. I don't want to be someone I'm not. I don't want to try to please everybody and try to, you know, whatever. I'm just going to be myself. I'm calling it like unleash the real you kind of thing. Unleash the real me. Then underneath that, there's these other three things that I'm trying to live by. These three things is like unleashing the superhero. And that's the competing with who I'm capable of becoming. Um, You guys all know I I have 50 interests, thousand interests, you know, so that's my unleashing the curiosity. I don't want to be boxed in. I mean, I can't tell you how many people have tried to box me in to talk about one thing and do one thing. And it's like, I, I consistently want to be curious. I want to learn new things. I'm going to talk about whatever I want to talk about. And I'm going to bring people on the show that nerd out about things that you never think they nerd out about. I didn't even know I'd be interested in this. Who cares? That's me. I'm a curious person. You know, curiosity didn't kill the cat. I did. That's the real Brian. (laughs) Yeah. You know, like guns don't kill people. I do Mm -hmm. or whatever from that was happy Gilmore. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Anyway. Uh, And then the the last pillar was unleashing the fun because I can't again. We were just talking about this. It's amazing. Uh, And again, I can only talk from a male perspective because that's that's what I am. Uh, I can't tell you how many men that I've seen that as as we get older, we stop having fun because we're so caught up in our responsibilities and the busyness of life, which I mean, those are all good things that we forget to just have fun and be ourselves. Mm -hmm. And we watch movies, we play games, you know, we talk about this. We just totally nerd out on whatever it is we want to talk about. And Mm -hmm. that's fun. And that's awesome. And we need fun in our life. Uh, In fact, it was so funny. I was gaming a long time ago at the mad scientist. We were playing halo four when it first came out. I was also in the process of launching a business and the guy that was sort of coaching me at the time said, you really shouldn't be playing video games anymore. It's time for you to grow up and, and just focus all your time on your business. And that was like the, I mean, he had said a lot of other things that I listened to and I was starting to feel really weird, but that, that was the last straw for me. Mm-hmm. I said, if I have to give up having fun with my friends, which to me is far more meaningful than any business could ever be, who cares about money? If you can't enjoy life with your friends and family, th- this isn't for me. And so I quit the business. Mm-hmm. Like the next day I was like, I'm done. Well, I think it shows a lack of regard for your interests, you know? And again, it's just being yourself. It's a, it's a lack of a lack of investment of who you are. If he's not interested in who you really are, then you know, it's going to be hard to work there. And he's doing what so many people can't help, but do is he's projecting what his values are onto you. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So many people do that. And so (laughs) that's true. Yeah. Which again, goes back to trying to change you. Sure. You're not being your real self. It's also a form of trying to relate to you as well. It's miss. It's, sure. it's misguided, but it was one of his ways of trying to relate, project his experience onto you. True. Uh, I should be a psychiatrist, right? Yeah, I know. No. You really should. <laughs> Consider this a, a, a continuing mission to explore strange new world. No, I'm sorry. Um, a continuing. To bring out the real you. Yes. A continuing mission to bring out the real you, to unleash your superhero, your curiosity, and to boldly. Have fun like no one's ever had fun before. (laughs) And to boldly avoid the piece of poop in the ice cream. Yes. Yes. We don't want that. Don't be a suck of all sucks. Be a nicer. Mm -hmm. Dr. Drob dog. I I, I can't call you Dr. Rob dog anymore. Just drop dog. (laughs) Drop dog. Uh, Save yourself the calories. Now, I understand that you are trying to change your son and indoctrinating him with things that he may or may not like. So you're actually doing exactly what we're not supposed to do. No, no, no. That's we're all, we, we are, every one of us is a victim of our victim quote unquote of our environment and our upbringing. If Hitler had been born to a different 
set of parents and in a different country, he would not have been Hitler. True. Probably. True. Uh, that type of thing. You know, sure. uh, like I was thinking about this last night in bed. I, I made one decision early in life uh, in college that completely changed the, the course of my life. Really? A little, a little decision yeah. that completely changed. And, and, and I think most of us have had these decisions yes. that we made in our yeah. lives that totally, boom, we just went off in a totally unexpected different direction. And yeah. that's, where that's where we are right now is because of that one little innocuous decision we made a long yeah. time ago. Drop dog indoctrinating his three month old, very impressionable young child into certain forms of music and et cetera. He might not cling to it or, or grasp onto it early in, even in adolescence, but yeah. then later on in life, that may be all he listens to. Like I've been listening sure. to seventies funk lately, like crazy <laughs> because that's what my parents played for me in the late seventies when I was bouncing around the back seat of their Buick or whatever. They had an eight track playing the Commodores so, <laughs> yeah, awesome. and, and sister sledge and, and, and the average white band and all these other seventies disco bands. And now I love that stuff because I was indoctrinated when I was little. So yeah, I think it's a good idea. No, I honestly, I'm, I am really honestly joking <laughs> about this too, because actually, you know what you're doing though, drop dog is that you are enlightening your son because I can't tell you how many people I know that are let's say young twenties and younger where you'll bring up an artist from 15 years ago. I mean, not maybe not even 15 years ago. And they're like, who's that? Or even 30, 40 years ago. Who's that? And I'm thinking, okay, when I was that age, I knew those artists, not because I was necessarily listening to them because I liked modern music when I was that age too, but it was more of like, I just kind of want to, again, I'm curious. I want to learn about the music. I want to be cultured. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I, I think it's actually a great idea. You're not actually telling him to listen to certain music per se. You're exposing You're him. exposing him to the awesome stuff. Hey, good music's good music. It is. There's, I agree. I, I mean, I'm all in. And it stopped being good around well, 2000, maybe. I, I got to sort of disagree with you on that <laughs> <Not> one. <teasing. laughs> of, of course, there's still quote unquote good music because yeah. it's all relative. It's it all is, subjective. It so. And you know what? Stylistically, I get it. Like there's a lot of new stuff that, you know, it's like, well, that style, it's hard to get into that style or whatever, but there's some really talented artists out right now. In fact, I was of even, course. you know, I love Ruel. I've talked about Ruel. She has a beautiful voice and she has some crazy, awesome music. That's kind of unique. She's got a new EP out. It's beautiful. It's like soundtrack meets rock meets. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's awesome. Just go check it out. Machine heart. Love that. I mean, I, I love their stuff. So they have a new song called overgrown. It's beautiful. I kind of like I don't the new think stuff we, too, but this, I love the old stuff as well. Mm-hmm. With this whole conversation, we didn't really introduce what Rob Dog was doing with. Okay. It, well, enlighten the rest of us on what you're doing. Basically, uh, you know, he's a baby. Mm-hmm. So I have to keep him occupied sometimes. And, so, and a lot of times keeping a baby happy is a challenge. So you have sure, to come up with sure. new. Anyway, I had him. I was just in the basement the other day and I was like, well, he was kind of fussing. He was just being a little squirmy. I was like, I'll just play some music or something. See if that calms him down. And yeah, he was, I was playing just like a mix, you know, from the seventies, the eighties, maybe the early nineties. And he was responding to it and, uh, it was actually a lot of fun and it was kind of funny venturing back to some of these, you know, I've actually been listening to some seventies and eighties music a lot recently, but, um, I also put on some nineties music like Oasis, which I haven't listened to in a while. So it was a big oh, trip, wow. a big, uh, yeah nostalgic trip with that so yeah that's that was cool fun. i actually really enjoyed this where we get to all three of us talk here it's like a, a nice mantastic trio mm-hmm. of, it was of fun. you know testosterone it's always fun at the real brian show you know it is and I, I really enjoyed this and i'm sorry we have to cut off some of these other topics we wanted to talk about but man we we just need to get back together here soon and do this but here's the deal 
Next week, I have Lord Thunder returning and also Jason Cabassi of The Walking Dead cast. The three of us are going to chat. And I think he'll answer your question, Tony, about The Walking Dead. So don't worry about that. Uh, And we can't remember what Jason's superhero name is. So we're going to have to make one up here. I don't even <laughs> I mean, know. <laughs> remember. He couldn't either. We we're like, I don't remember either. I'm like, I mean, don't we- forget. Why did the show fall apart? Writing wise <laughs> in season five, everything from season five on is trash. Why? Well, that's what I want to hear. Okay. Okay. No, 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 okay, just, okay. That's my question. Okay. I want him to answer. We'll talk about it. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. Well, you know what the music means? Thank you, gents. Most appreciated. This was a lot of fun as always. It was. Well, I mean, one of the topics wasn't fun, but I hope it was necessary and hopefully it encouraging too. So, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, hey, realbryanshow.com. That's the place to go. But please love to connect on Facebook. And of course, if you truly do need anything and want someone to listen, I am here. Real Brian Show is signing off. Have a wonderful rest of your week. The Real Brian Show is a production of 514 Media at 514mediaempire.com.